And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, for someone who is working two jobs and burning the midnight oil, you look wonderful. Uh, thank you, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. But that's three jobs. I, I work three jobs now. Hold on. I'm doing math in my head. <laughs> there's, there's one university. Then there's another university. Is it the yes. book? Is that what you're referring to? No, I have a second position at the first university working as a... Uh, Jeez, what do they call it? A, a faculty coordinator of sorts. So I have additional responsibilities that I've taken on for an additional uh, uh, payment. Is that like a stipend? Kind of. They've they've signed me up through special payroll, so it's 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 really just another regular paycheck. And it's yes, it's more like a stipend in terms of the amount of money. I was going to say. So are you making like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year? Yeah. Nope, nope. I am I am still working three jobs, not not in six figure territory. So not even close. Let's let's stick with the third job. So how many hours of extra work is that? Which is the third now? This faculty (laughs) advisor thing. Oh, oh, oh. Um essentially none. Essentially none. Oh, okay. It, It was stuff that I was doing in my first position. And at some point I was like, hey, pay me. And they were like, oh, yeah, I guess we probably should. All right. So, yeah, we'll call it three jobs. We'll generously call yeah, it three but jobs. I mean, to your point, it's not like it's a lot of extra duties. It was stuff I was doing anyways. But It is nice, though, sometimes to get paid for the work, the extra work that you were normally doing. I was like this. I'm happy to keep doing this, but this is not part of my job description. Like this is for a completely different department doing this other thing. And it makes sense to have me do it being me in the role that I'm in. But if you really want me to do it, you should pay me for it. All right. And luckily they agreed. Well, you were you were absent last week because it was a bit of a madhouse from the sounds of it. Did you get any sleep? Were you working 18 hour days? Yeah, I've been I've been working not round the clock, DC. Um, I mean, I wasn't even really sure up until just a couple hours ago if I was going to feel good enough to record tonight. I wasn't going to say I texted you yesterday and said, let me know. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to be a pest. If he wants, if he's up for it, he'll let me know. Otherwise, we'll just let it go and it's fine. And so when, you know, and of course, as soon as I said that to my wife, five minutes later, I'm like, oh, no, never mind. He, he texted I, me. Honestly, We're, yeah, like I was just at, I was at work today. You know, I, I, I worked two of the positions, uh, or really all three, but I was, I was physically at two different campuses today. Yeah. And, um, I I was just running around all day today. And when I was walking uh, to the parking garage to go the hell home is the first time I thought, oh, hey, it's podcast night. And I that is when I texted you. Well, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Not that I was holding out on you. I just no, I I I literally was not thinking about it at all. I was not. I was I was not offended in any way. I'm like, you know. 
A, I'm kind of used to not getting texts back from you just as a general rule. And in this instance, I'm like, you know what? If I was working a second job on top of this job, yeah, you wouldn't be hearing from me either. So that's second. And may I say that second job is a lot of work. Um, Do you have an office at the new university? No, no, no office. Uh, I'm, I am only uh, part time. Uh, yeah. What, what might be called adjunct faculty, right? Yeah. Um, so you do not receive an office. You do not do even office hours because you are not full time. If, if you look at like the actual faculty unions, um, typically that's like AAUP or something like that. Yep. Um, it's only full time professors that actually hold office hours. Interesting. So, I didn't ergo, know that. no office. That said, I do still have to be like, you know, offer help hours for my course. Which is really what office hours are, but yeah. they just gallop something else and don't pay you because that's how everything works in the world. Uh, can I make a suggestion? You may. I am on the second university website and you don't have a picture next to your name where it says. No desire. No desire for a picture. And they also didn't ask me. They asked me. I might. I might allow it, but um, I have no interest in a picture. Do I? I, I in fact. We, at the first university, there used to be a website that listed myself, my staff. There was a picture, et cetera. And about two, three years ago now, um, they redid the website for my department. And it's all about the uh, the program now. It's about the degree. It's about some of the different classes. But myself and the entire services team do not appear on the website anymore. And I haven't mentioned it to anyone because, frankly... I do not want students to be able to look up my name on the university site and find my phone or my office location. I would rather be a ghost slipping away quietly into the night, um, unknown, unknowable sure. uh, to, to them. But, but, so I'm fine. But here's my question. If I were to call this number that ha- you know, your name and it gives an email address and it tells you what office it tells me that you have an office. Uh, that would go probably to the departmental office, and I bet you one of the department secretaries would answer that number. Okay. I do not have a phone, personally. I do not have a real office. If I wanted to go, there is a table in the departmental office where I could go and sit, but I will never do that. Okay. I was like, have you tied it? Like, if I call this number right now, will your phone ring where you're sitting? And that's so yeah. now you can't escape. I didn't think so, but I just I had to ask. My guess the secretary would be like, "Hello," and they'd be like, "Hi, can I speak to so and so?" And they'd be like, "No, email him." That's my guess, but okay. I don't know. Uh, are you enjoying the new job? Enjoyment is a funny word. Um, LAUGHTER I know that that's a long podcast title, but that would be a hilarious podcast title. <laughs> I'm going to write that <laughs> Enjoyment, down. Is, Enjoyment a is a funny word. Yeah, um, I am enjoying the act of, of what I am doing. Like, I enjoy going there um, and doing the things that go along with that position. Sure. I think that is a good time. I would, like, the first day... I don't know why I'm being so vague about this. I think I've said before I'm teaching a class, right? Like that's yeah. I've said it before. So whatever. Your window, um, when, when you go to window wash, right? When I go window washing and I teach my classes, um, <laughs> I, I 
the first day, I would say, I, I got up there. This was syllabus day, mind you. Like, the day I wasn't really going into anything. Yeah. But, like, you know, it was, like, the night before syllabus day, and I was like, I should... I should probably make some slides, right? Just to like, just like keep me on track or something. So I put together a short presentation of like 10 slides and that was fine. I did use them. Um, but w when I got up in front of them, I, it just sort of, I was nervous at first, you know, I think the night before I was starting to get a little nervous and the day of a little nervous, but I got in front of them and I just remembered that uh, I know how to talk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just sort of slipped back into it. I don't know if it's my improv background or, you know, I do talk a lot here on the podcast. I, was gonna I say. talk a lot in my primary position also in, on different subjects. But, you know, I, I just it sort of just melted away when I was like, oh, yeah, I remember how to do this. Because, you know, I think part of it was having been away um, for, with, you know, the pandemic situation the last 18 months. It's a little it was it was a little different, a little maybe intimidating in some ways uh, to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to go and do this in person. And it kind of got maybe in my head a little bit. But mm -hmm. yeah, started doing it. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I can do this. And it was fine. Um, and then the first day of the real class, I think I burned through way too many slides. Um, I think I did about 26. Is that the number I texted you? I think it was. I think it was 26. Um, I think you just told me that you did way more than you should have. Oh, okay. Well, I think I did 26 slides, um, which is too many. I was aiming for like 15, mm -hmm. and I ended up doing 26 that first day. And that was unfortunate because now I've been behind this entire week. Um, I have to, I right now have six slides for Friday left. And so I'm, I, I got to make some more, DC. <laughs> I got to make some more slides. Um, now, admittedly, I was given slides um, to use, but they're garbage. And I said, screw this. I am going to make my own. I'm glad and that you, was a mistake. I'm glad that you brought that up because when when we, my wife and I came over to Manson Manor and had that lovely time with you, you mentioned uh, exams and how there was there was some ridiculous exam that you thought you were going to have to give. Have you have you managed to fix that or? Yes, I am not going to be doing that either. I was just delivered a little baby banana bread. Nice. Thanks, Mrs. Manson. Ow. Mm. How, how is she? How is she doing with the I know she gets to work from home a bit and then but, you know, you're you're leaving. You're abandoning her. And, oh, yeah. And there was definitely um, some serious abandonment issues the first week. Um, and I'm just like such a curmudgeon of a person. And like, you know, like I am focused on I'm nervous. I'm worried about what's going on that first day. Right. That syllabus day. Sure. Uh, I got it. I said to myself, I better get up at like 6 a.m you know, get showered, get out of the house, get over there plenty of time. It's an 8 a.m. class. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'm dressed. I'm in the kitchen. I'm trying to get some breakfast down, trying to remember I got meds I have to take. I'm trying to pack up a water bottle, some coffee, my lunch, etc. Don't get me wrong. She, 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 Mrs. Manson did set up the majority of my lunch. I just have to remember to throw a fresh piece of fruit in there uh, in the mornings and, and, I put together like a liquid lunch that I, that I've been drinking. Liquid um, lunch. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm on a diet. Um, this banana bunt is maybe a little off the diet, but it's not a very big portion. Oh, I thought you know, liquid lunch usually implies alcohol, so I was like, oh man. Oh no, no. This is a meal replacement um, style lunch. Okay. Um, where was I? What was I talking about? Oh, the first yeah, day. And so, like, I'm just trying to get out of the house, and like, she's like hanging around the door like the door to go out to the garage to the car and like she wants to say goodbye and have a nice day and i love you and i'm proud of you and you're gonna do well and you know all this stuff and meanwhile i'm just like i have to get out of the house get out of my way oh my god what are you doing get out of my way like you know that's like my internal yeah monologue and i have to like remember to hold that in and just be like oh wow you're being very nice you're being very sweet and like this makes total sense and i have to overcome my nature to be an asshole um, and I don't think I did a very good job of it. Although I think I did a, an okay job. The fact but. that the fact that you even were able to internalize and recognize that is impressive. Mm. Yeah, I know. Cause there's a, there was still. a doc, there was a doc Manson that I once knew who would have been like, get the hell out of my way. And, <laughs> and, and, and not regretted it or noticed why that was bad. Yeah, I suppose. So I, suppose. I I'm proud of you. Just so Thank you know. You. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's been going well since then. I think it was a big adjustment because we've both been home for so long. Sure. And, uh, but you know, I, I think we're all getting used to it. What are you listening to in the car? Podcasts. Um, primarily the Next Lander podcast at the moment. Okay. Tell me about that. Uh, the three guys, founders who left Giant Bomb and started their uh, own yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. Their all new right. podcast. So cool. Listen to a lot of that. How does, like it compa- how does it compare to the OG? Um, I now I prefer Next Lander to Giant Bomb now, but that's because Giant Bomb to me was always about the core personalities, the original um, five, four or five individuals, really. And now at Giant Bomb, there's only one of those individuals left, and three of them are now over here. Sure. Um, and honestly, like. So Giant Bomb is this small sort of tight-knit community. It always has been sort of more of a niche site on the internet, I would say. And people have been very weird about it in that internet weird way where they get very protective of the personalities of people they don't even know. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, new people come on and people hate them. And they always talk about how, you know, this person doesn't like this person with no, just pure speculation. With this like wrestling, you know what I mean? Like sure. pure speculation based on nothing. And just like being so against new people coming in and new voices and all that stuff. And I've never been like that, honestly. Like I've loved almost all of the new people that they've brought in over the years. A lot of people who have come and gone. And, you know, but the problem for me now is not only have the original people moved on, but a lot of those new people who came on who I did like have also over the years come and gone. And there are still some people left, some people who have been there for a number of years. But honestly, the people who are left, excluding the founder, the founder, I think, is still great. But all the other personalities that persist have, are just the people who have never really clicked for me. I have nothing against them. They're doing their thing. I'm not mad about them. I'm not one of those people complaining about it on the Internet, telling them you stink, you suck, whatever. Just whatever their personality is, the games they like, the way they think, their thought processes. They're just not people I agree with or am interested in in that level. 
So unfortunately, yeah, I don't know. The OG is sort of slipping for me. This is the first time in the last, I don't know, I forget when the site started. It was probably 13 years ago and probably somewhere around 10 years ago, they started doing a premium subscription where you could subscribe for access to more uh, content on the site and just generally support them probably about 10 years ago. Um, I, I, uh, disabled my automatic renewal, um, for this up for this month for September. Uh, I think I'm, I'm still going to check in. I'll still listen to the bomb cast. That's free to listen to, but the content they are producing, they've brought some new people in. They've hired people to do work on smaller projects as opposed to being part of the core team. Like they're not, they haven't brought in any editors, but like they've got people who are working on this video project or that project is just like a self-contained series thing, which is a cool idea. Don't get me wrong. Um, but a, none of the series that they've created or anything I'm interested in. And the one guy who's doing like this rumors show, like he's doing, he's supposed to be this guy who's like plugged into the industry. And like on Twitter, he's known for like, um, having contacts in different companies and commenting and speculating on rumors and stuff. And so he's doing a show now called Grub Snacks. His name is Jeff Grubb. Um, so Grub Snacks is the name of that show. But I hate that show. Like, it's literally an hour of a guy saying, this is what I heard, but it could be wrong. So it's probably not true, but it might be true. But it, who knows? Let me check on that. Like, you know what I mean? It's an hour of him every week not saying anything. And I, some people love it. There's a lot of people who really love that new show, but it's not for me. It's not for me. So I'll still check in with them. I'm still very interested in the goings on of Jeff Gerstman. I'm interested to see what else he's involved with. But, um, but yeah, uh, Giant Bomb is slowly sort of fading for me. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Not too surprised. I kind of anticipated it with the shift that happened before. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's well, why right. I've got Nexlander to go to. True. It's a so great the, name, Nexlander. So while enjoyment is a funny word, <clears throat> you, you, you are making it through the day. Yeah, so like I enjoy doing it. But I, 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 the thing I didn't get to say is I really hate all the work I'm having to put into sure. preparing to do sure. it. It's just it's. I literally come home from work. I sit in front of this computer and I work until my brain literally won't let me do another thing. Yep. And then I give up and go lay on the couch and eventually go to bed. Like it's. So that first day when you worked both jobs, what time did you fall asleep that night? Tennish. Uh, okay. So you're not like falling asleep. My, you know, my first day of school is tomorrow. The kids show up tomorrow, provided we have school because there's a monsoon coming through. Um, but, you know, I will probably by like 7, 7.30 p.m., I'll be like, I'm either going to fall asleep in the bed or on some other piece of furniture because I. By 7.30, 7.45 or so, that's when I was on the couch, brain oozing from my ears. Sure. Sure. All right. Fair enough. Uh, last question about this. The most important question, how is Oscar handling the transition of you not being around as often? And then someday, some days, neither of you being around. Yeah, he's only had one of those days so far where neither of us were around. And I think he was very pleased to see us when we did come home. 
Um, and yeah, I think he misses me when I'm not around too. Just today, Mrs. Manson said he was sitting outside of the bathroom, which he'll do when he thinks someone's in there, you know, like <laughs> at the door. And he says he was, he was just sitting there and like the door was open, but he was pawing at the door as though like, where are you? Come out. Are you in the toilet? Um, so yeah, I do think he, he notices the absence, but well, I'm sure it will get easier for all of you. Well, I don't as, know about that. I feel like the content I'm, I'm, I'm going through now is the easiest content. So I just, I can't imagine what it's going to be like in four weeks from now. Uh, did you on your trips listen to the pop job crossover episode? Nope. <laughs> I like that you paused for half a second to give me a little bit of hope. And then it's like, nah, I know uh, you're right. I did, did. I did listen to like the first 10, 15 minutes. I heard the introductions. I heard uh, starting to talk about queendom. Uh, I just, I have not gotten past that. That's okay. I, I do intend to, but I have not yet. That's okay. So what did you guys talk about? What's going on? Give me a uh, recap so I don't have to listen. <laughs> well, we, we did talk about Russell Queendom. I was under the impression that there was a draft that was going to happen this week, but apparently I'm an idiot and wrong. And many people on Twitter told me that. Um, hey, hey, DC. Yeah. You're an idiot and you're Thank wrong. You. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, that apparently that was just in happening. general too, not just about this draft. Thing. That was just, I know I'm kidding. I love you. You're brilliant. I saw a, a Twitter picture of a stack of index cards with wrestler names on them. You are, you are special, sir. Are you referring to these? <laughs> Which have sat here, not touched since that podcast I did. Um, oh but, uh, but yeah, we talked about Russell Queendom. It was lovely to see Glenn and Jeremy. And I was going to ask you, did you actually reveal your secret identity? Uh, well, at I least not, your, your face. I, they have seen. They have seen my face. Were they like, so "Oh they, my god, he's grotesque"? No, Glenn was very happy and, and made a point to comment on how nice it is to finally be able to put a face to a name. Did he say um, you have luxurious facial hair? Because you do have. Luxurious no, hair. I should have worn like the cutoff thing, and they would have been like, "Is that Kevin Owens?" And I'm like, "No, yeah. is that, is that Jim Neidhart? Is that Bubba Ray Dudley? What is happening?" <laughs> Um, but no, and so we talked about Russell Queendom. We talked about, uh, you know, some changes we would make if we were in charge of pro wrestling. Um, we answered emails. It was a very lovely conversation. They are planning on having us for, uh, episode 50. Apparently we're going to watch a match. They're going to have us watch a match. I don't know if we're going to watch it. That's my question. I either that, or we're going to have to watch it ahead of time. It will behoove them to make us watch it on the show. Otherwise, I don't know that we'll watch it. Uh, <laughs> I am the king, folks, of zero prep. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but yes, it was it was lovely. And while your presence was missed, it was nice to have people that I could turn to. I debated. So, so was last week episode 285 of the DDT podcast? I didn't number it because I didn't know whether or not we should call it that since technically it was not DC and doc talking. So I just let yeah. it be the pop job. I figured this is episode 285. I but mean, we've had episodes where I think it was me talking to just say GQ, 
That's true. Although um, we we were hosts, I almost yeah, did. Yeah. I almost did text GQ when you told me you couldn't do it, and was like, "Hey, I need you to be on the podcast. You could even oh. pretend. You could even pretend to be Doc Manson the whole time." Yeah. Speaking of which, I don't know if GQ listens to this show anymore. I don't know why he would. Um, but uh, this past week or so, you received a text message from Mrs. Manson inviting you uh, to Man and Manson Manor. If I could speak, that is anymore. true. We we're going to uh, segue there soon. Apparently, we're going to be watching uh, a, a wrestling pay per view of some okay. sort. Okay, hold on, hold on. You're saying apparently this was not your idea. Oh no, no, this was not my idea. I will. I'm going to put them on blast right now. This is the brainchild of Mrs. Manson and, and, and friend of the show, Rochelle. Yeah. Um. They very much are are the the heartbeat of this. Uh. And, and don't get me wrong, Mrs. Manson uh, said to me, "Hey, uh, do you want to watch this with the folks?" And I said, "Hell yeah." Like, one, it'd be nice to see everybody. And two, I do want to watch this show. I was intrigued enough with the Rampage that I watched that I'll watch this show. Do I want to pay for it? No. But having people to split it with sure helps. Um, so, yeah, I'm down. I think it'll be a good time. I look forward to seeing everybody. But, um, yeah, so I, you got sent a text message explaining most of this and saying, hey, you coming? And you said, hell no. I don't believe I said hell no, but I did say no. Yeah, and the fun thing I think is funny is I think Monday is Labor Day, so you must have it off. So I, I just think your your excuses are a little thin. A little I a, thin, DC. I had a sneaking suspicion that you were involved in the response. I don't know if I still have it on my phone. Um, no, I had oh, nothing yeah. to do with the response. Yes, yes. I got planning to watch the AEW pay-per-view on uh, September 5th. Interesting and joining at Manson Manor, and I wrote, I think I will pass. First weekend after being back to work. I hope you have a fantastic time. And Mrs. Manson wrote back, all good. You know, Doc has to tirade. do all of this. Doc has to do all of this stuff. And I have to I do all of this I think she was sound low-key trying to guilt you into saying, oh, oh she's, right, abs- come. she's absolutely trying to guilt me into it. And um, I, I love you, Mrs. Manson. You're a wonderful person. And I cherish our friendship that we have had now for 20-ish years. Uh, no, I'm not coming. I told her you weren't going to come because I don't think you're really down for AE dubs. So. so, first of all, I'm not. Now, everyone being there, you know, if GQ's coming, like the, 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 the hang oh. is, is always nice. And see, that's how we even got on this subject. I did not mean to even put you on blast. I wasn't even going to really put you on. You responded. You said no. <laughs> GQ, GQ hasn't answered yet has not responded well i texted gq just now like literally two minutes ago because every time i think of him i'm like i should text him we haven't spoken in a while um and you know we will see if i get a response by the time this podcast is over i'm guessing not but um but yeah i i'm not into aw i love that you're getting it even if this was mrs manson and rachel's idea i love that you're going to be able to watch it i love that that's happening um, it's, I'm not invested. And also I know how I act in these pay-per-view situations. I come over, I hang out for a while. Life is good. And then an hour and a half into the show, I'm either already out the door or I'm asleep on your couch. And neither of those are situations that I wanted to subject anyone to. So I will happily hear all about it on next week's episode. If we have an episode That's this weekend. 
Yeah. Today's uh, September 1st. Damn it. <laughs> That's fine. I'll get there. It's fine. <clears throat> so um, did you watch? I know you watched the one rampage. Have you been watching regularly since then? What do you think? No, but I <laughs> at least thought I'd ask. <laughs> yeah, no, not not at all. Uh, I am interested, though. That's the thing I'll say is I do want I still want to go back and watch those episodes yeah. as opposed to like when I miss a raw or something. I'm just like, ah, fuck it. This one, I'm like, sure. I really should watch that. So yeah. uh, I'm feeling it, at least. I'm, I'm looking at the card right now. There's a big women's battle royal, which I think is going to be on the pre-show. If that is available on YouTube, I may watch that. If only right. because I'm pretty sure Ruby Riot, now known as Ruby Soho, uh, will be making her appearance. Why didn't that, she go back to Heidi Lovelace? Why didn't she? Why, I mean, uh, she had some post about how that was never her idea. That was not oh. her name. That All was right. the name she was given. And I think um, isn't Love Loveless Lovelace? Isn't that like an isn't adult this film? sort of pornography it's, reference? It's the, I believe it's. I don't even think it's. I I I'm not I'm not searching for it, but yes, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is a reference to a uh, adult film star. Ah, oh, yeah, so, star of the 1972 classic. Deep Throat. Yeah. Linda Lovelace. Okay. Um, that, that makes sense now. Yeah. All right. All right. That makes sense. So Ruby Soho. I look forward to seeing Ruby Soho yeah. if she debuts. Yeah. Well, and plus there's Thunder Rosa, who's I, who I like. Um, Tynara Conti, who's good. I've heard good things about Jamie Hayter. Uh, Glenn was mentioning her. You know, so yeah, I would watch that. And then let's see. John Moxley versus uh, the bread guy from New Japan. That should be good. I've seen a picture of him holding a croissant. Yeah, he's I, he's enjoyable. Uh, Pac versus Andrade. That will be good. Andrade. He's in this company. Yeah, I, I don't think I can support AEW anymore. It's off, everybody. <laughs> Anybody's listening. We're not watching the pay-per-view. No Andrade for me. Um, let's see. Black hole of charisma. Andrade. Uh. You're Did he ever get, get better? Did he ever get better? Because I stopped watching so early in his career. His wrestling skills were never bad. It was just the game. Yeah, no, his wrestling great. skills were great from day one. They, he's a great wrestler. I won't take yeah. that away from him. Um, you're going to get to watch the big show wrestle. Really? Yes. What? Paul White is wrestling QT Marshall. Who the fuck is that? I don't know, but it's one of the <laughs> matches happening. All right. Great. Let's see it. Uh, Chris Jericho versus MJF. All right. I know that's like a feud that's been building for a while. Mm -hmm. You've got Miro. I think it's versus... about who wears scarves better. I'm pretty sure that's the basis of that feud. Okay. Uh, if Jericho loses, he must retire. Oh, good. I hope he loses. Uh, Miro versus Eddie Kingston. I would want to watch that match. Yeah, that Miro, match looks good. Miro looks intense. Just having seen I, him in that one match with... Uh, Fuego del Sol. He looks yeah. He he looks happy and he looks intense and he looks good. Well, and I appreciate that what I've heard is that they did the gamer thing that didn't work. People said it didn't work, and they went, Okay, we'll go back to you being essentially Rusev without being called Rusev. And everyone was happy. I I just hope that he's happy with that. Because he definitely wanted to try something else, you know? Yeah. Um, so it can be sort of depressing, maybe, to feel like you have to fall back into the old routines when you were hoping to do something new. That is true. 
but uh, the Young Bucks versus the oh wait, excuse me, Generation Me. Oh, I know the, who that is. Versus the Lucha Brothers. Oh, that'll be good. I'm sorry, I, the Lucha Brothers I like a lot. But I'm not great. a big fan of Generation Me. No, but I me feel either. like I feel like that's got to be a good match with the Lucha yeah. Brothers involved. The Lucha Brothers alone make it. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. That's the alien lady, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen. Well. I'll take that back. Maybe I've seen her wrestle in a Mae Young classic, but um, I don't know that I've seen Statlander wrestle before, but I've heard good things. I've heard good mm. things. Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Yes, please. I, I watched that once on you Rampage. It was, it was good. And then, of course, uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. So I think that'll be good, too. I, it looks like a good card. Like they're they are they're doing a nice job putting together a card that has a mixture of people casuals would know, people you know hardcore fans want to see, and then some new people as well. So I think I'm I'm really just getting caught up in the hype. I acknowledge that, but I think it's the same sort of complaint I, I I've had about the WWE for a long time. Is you know I've, I've made the argument on this show. When you go out of your way to disappoint or swerve or however you want to you want to say it, your most hardcore fans over and over and over again, you mm. you you lose, you know, the positive voice of your most dedicated fans. They're the people who are going to go out there and get other people to watch. They're the ones who are going to tell their friends, hey, you got to check out this wrestling show. You know what I mean? And I feel like at the very least, that's something that AEW is doing right. They are making their fans feel like they're part of this experience. They're, they're investing in the company and those people are going out and telling people, Hey, you should check out this show. And I think that's what I'm getting swept up in. And again, I, I just, I just feel like that sort of just validates one of the things I've been saying about the other company for a long time. Not that everything has to be a competition. Not everything has to be. I understand that, but I just, I just, I do feel like there's something to that idea and I think the proof is in the pudding. I am ordering a $60 pay-per-view and, you know, we subscribe to the Peacock network and I can't even be bothered to turn it on. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it says something. You can't even be bothered to upgrade to the new thing so I don't have to watch commercials. Oh, so I did look into that. Uh, I didn't tweet out about it because I figured I'd wait for the show. I did look into it. But because I started on uh, like a, a deal thing mm-hmm. for the first whatever, how many months? I can't upgrade it till the deal's over. Okay. Or that I lose the deal pricing. Oh, so never mind. I think, it, I, I think it. it expires like next month. So like oh. it's soon. Yeah. And, and again, luckily, I appreciate the fact that their commercials are at most 60 seconds. Yeah. And while they, there tends to be more than I would like in term in a two hour show, I can watch a 60 second commercial if I have to. So, um, before we move to to anything else, I do want to make sure I say, um, man, that Hades guy, he's a jerk. <laughs> sure is. I enjoying it. Are, are, are uh, I, you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. Okay. What I will what I will say, and I think this is actually probably a feature, not a bug. Um, it is not a game that I can play for hours at a time. I can do. Sure. One escape, maybe two escapes, and then I'm done. But then two or three hours later, I'll pick it up again and do another one escape or two escapes. And and I don't know how far you're getting in your escapes, but I was finding I would 
my escapes would be a good 45 minutes worth of play. So like, I agree with you. I could probably only do yeah. two escapes or so at a time, but that's still an hour and a half of gameplay. Yeah. So, uh, so let's see. I managed, I have God mode on, which is very nice. Uh, I managed I, to, again. I really feel like that God mode setting. It's a great mechanic. Very smart. Cause it's it doesn't make you invincible. It just nudges you along. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Eventually it does get a little overpowered, but yeah, it's still just nudging you along. And I like that. Yeah. I was struggling against the first of the furies uh, for a while, which I figured would well, make oh, sense. Yeah. What's the her boss? name? I forget her Meg. name. Meg. I don't Meg. know the full yes, name, Meg. but he calls her Meg. Um, yeah, her, his, like, and then I got the sister. shield. Yeah. I got the yes. shield. I like the shield. Which, which is my weapon of choice at this point mm-hmm. um, between the sword and the bow. And then I got, I managed to beat her and get to Tartarus. Now you start no. in Tartarus. Then the flaming one. I don't remember the name of that one. I remember Tartarus after, uh, what is the flaming one? I don't remember the name. But either way, I made it through that. Elysium is the third area. What's the second? <clears throat> yep. So I made it to the flaming area, died almost instantly. And then um, I got... Right at the start, I got one of Daedalus's hammers, and it gave me Minotaur Rush, which is you hold the attack button and you get to a certain point. And I beat Meg with ease. <laughs> went through all went through all of the second level, defeated the Bone Hydra, and made it to Elysium in one playthrough. Oh, so, okay. <clears throat> so that was good. And now I'm like. I'm a little nervous to play it again because I'm like, if I don't have the Minotaur Rush, I'm never making it this far. Now, I have seen... Asphodel. That's that's the one. I have seen there's like a little portal you can go through and it'll take a bunch of your health, but I'm assuming you can skip to one of those two places. Nope. Oh. (laughs) Okay, then. I'm glad I haven't taken it yet. Um but yeah, it is an enjoyable game. The as you correctly predicted or predicted, the mythos is great. I am yeah. definitely into the story of okay, why are all of these other gods so eager for the main character to get out? What's that about? Nix, you know, the guy and forgive me if I'm spoiling part of this, but I'm trying not to I don't have huge spoilers. Um, you know, he believes one person is his parentage now he's thinking it's somebody else so i'm definitely into it and i will keep playing it but yeah it's just it's one of those there are certain games where you know skyrim or world of warcraft or you know an entire day can go by and i'm still playing it this is one of those that after like you said a 30 or 35 minute playthrough i'm like and i'm done i don't want to see any more of those stupid gems that shoot out laser beams or i will say at some point too like i felt like my runs were lasting too long and so, like, every once in a while, I would just throw it and be like, just send me back. Just kill me. Send me back. I want to see the, the next bit of story. You that's know what true. I mean? That's very and true. Because that's the one thing about this game that I think is great is, yeah, you could do great. You could blast your way all the way through to the end parts of the game. I guess, you know, in a single run, you could have a great run just like you were describing. Right. But um, the game rewards you dying and starting over because it just means there's going to be more story. Um, it just drip feeds it every single time you go back to the starting area. And it's really brilliant for that type of game. Yeah. So yes, thank you for the recommendation. Well worth the, well worth the wait and the investment. 
So I will keep you posted right. on my progress through the depths of hell. Nice. Uh, anything else on your agenda? I, I, you know, I feel like I should make these episodes shorter since I know you have other things to do. But then at the same time, we don't, we didn't talk last week, so I feel like there might be more. It's all good. All right. It's all good. Um, yep. How, how about how about um, the big news of the week with the WWE? What the fuck's going on with Nia and Charlotte, huh? What's going on there? You heard about this? You seen this? Uh. It looked like... Can we baselessly was... speculate about things going on between two performers? We, we've been doing so for 284 episodes. Why stop now? Um, yeah, it looked as if there was... You know, I know there was a suplex that wasn't necessarily the safest, and it may have been that Charlotte took umbrage with Nia's work, and things got a little heated. I know there was... Uh, there is rumors and speculation that Sasha and Bianca got heated at one point, which is why Sasha kind of took herself off TV for a few weeks and didn't show up at SummerSlam. Um, so again, that's rumor and speculation. Uh, so apologies to any of you hardcore Sasha Banks fans who, for for you, she can do no wrong. Um, I will you know, say, not- only tangentially paying attention to the wrestling scene, I heard nothing about that. Yeah. Well, at first they were worried it was COVID and then it didn't seem to be COVID. So then it was, well, then why would Sasha not show up for the second biggest pay-per-view of the year? Why is she still employed if she just didn't show up? But that doesn't make it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like because to keep her from going to AEW and actually giving that women's division some talent. I don't know. Like they haven't been too precious about holding on to other perfectly good talent. That is looking true. at you, I'm, Braun Strowman. I am hoping if if Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt and Buddy Matthews, no relation, uh, show up in NX or in TNA Impact, I have Impact Plus. I will actually start watching that weekly programming. I think the three of them in Impact make a lot of sense. They're good to be big fish in a very small pond. Uh, so I never have to watch them again. <laughs> I'd be happy to see Braun Strowman in AEW. Um, but the other two I could do without. Not Bray Wyatt? I like Bray Wyatt and I did like the Fiend character. But I, I don't know if it's just the poisoning of, of, of... I think we disagree on some of this. Although I don't know if it was you and me who were disagreeing or if it was us and Mitchell. No, I think it was me and you. Um, disagreeing on, on Bray Wyatt. And I think maybe you were saying that he was re- really um, pushed as the face of the company for a while. I disagree. Was that not you? I don't know. Your, your, your eyebrows are telling all sorts of stories over here. I don't know. Um, um, I, I don't know necessarily that I did. I did. We did have a discussion in which I said that he was a major player for them for a while and you disagreed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, regardless of the, the, the term major player, I guess, all the bad booking surrounding him, uh, just uh, uh, his inability to ever do anything, I think really soured me on the performer. And don't get me wrong. I think we've even had the conversation. Why would the Fiend care about the title? And I don't think he would. I don't think he would care about a title at all. And I'm perfectly fine with him okay, and okay with him losing those matches. Sure. But even the things that like I feel like he should have been able to do like his whole hat last run there, the stuff with Randy Orton and Alexa bliss. And he just like kept 
losing and coming up short. And maybe there were other things going on. I don't know. But as much as I want to like it, it just it, it's always just felt like not worth investing in. And I, it just I, that just feels him as a performer as a whole uh, feels tainted to me at this point after just That's years a- and years of that. And I'd love and- to see him do something else. So maybe I could come to love. I, I don't know. And buddy Matthews Murphy, man. I don't even know who that is. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the big story from WWE today, you know, I've been I've been back at work, so I have been off social media during most of the day. Uh, uh, according to rumors, rumors and speculation abound that somebody said that somebody said that somebody said that Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are going to be taking over the weekly production of NXT. Good, good, good. That's great. I love to hear that because it just makes me feel even more justified in refusing to watch NXT in any uh, amount or fashion. It's a random thought, but do do we have enough Patreon money for you to get AEW for yourself with that? I mean, probably, but nah. I'm just saying. Nah. Okay. Nah. You're not coming. I can't do that. Uh, you're not watching Peacock and we're paying for that. I watch it occasionally. I watch um, stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't watch it at all. All right. I was going to uh, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but, I, but it's also on Hulu, and Hulu has no commercials for me, so I, I watch it over there. That, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, let us turn our attention to our emails. I want to quickly... Uh, go through last week's emails because there were some things that I I would like your opinion on. Uh, Che said, I'm not going to read the whole thing even though you didn't listen. Uh, I'll just go quick. What is your, you've been doing this now for for enough time. Uh, As an educator, what is your favorite part of your curriculum to teach? Um, At the moment, Probably, um, probably about uh, vaccinations and herd immunity. I, I've always enjoyed that topic, given my my research background, and it's just more topical than ever these days. Um, sure. So probably that. Probably that. Well, that's good because we have an email from this week that's going to get into that topic. Uh, if you could change anything about your respective education setup, what would it be? Um, I guess I would, I would actually have a full-time teaching position and I would make millions of dollars doing that. Yes. Cause surely there are tons of university professors making millions of dollars. If you write a couple textbooks, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, All right. Uh, this was an interesting question once we figured it out, which was funny because Jeremy wrote the question and we still needed to figure it out. And he was on the podcast, oh uh, using, using your chair and your base of operations as the center of a compass. What is the furthest North you have ever visited? What the fuck does that mean? So from where you live right now. Where's the furthest place to your north that you have ever visited? So have you been to Canada, let's say? 
actual north? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, probably Montreal. Okay. Furthest south. Hmm. Mm, probably somewhere around New Orleans. That's maybe right. the tip of Florida is further south, but I don't know if I've been to the tip of Florida. Where's Orlando? Is that further south than? I don't know if it's further south, but it is nowhere near the tip of Florida. Yeah, I know so. that. Yeah, so and I think that's the furthest south I've been in Florida. So probably Louisiana, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, furthest east. Furthest uh, east. Here-ish, the shore, I guess. Europe? No, no. Okay. No. Furthest west. Furthest west. The other shore. Okay. So you've never left North America. Uh, correct. Okay. I've left uh, the country, but not North America. I'm going to have an, a, an addendum to this question based on the conversation with Glenn and Jeremy. Have you ever had someone uh, hold a gun in your face? Nope. Well, hmm. By by hold a gun in your face, I assume you mean in a threatening manner or yes. like pointing it at you. No, in a threatening manner. No, no, then no. Both of the hosts of the Piece of Business podcast uh, have, apparently. I think this is just telling us to, to not go. Well, I was going to say not to go to the UK, but I guess only one of those are in the UK, huh? The other one's in Louisiana. Yeah. Well, having been Although to Louisiana. I believe, that happened to him, I believe that happened to him in Mexico. Oh, so really what they're saying is. No, that don't doesn't leave. work. I was going to say, don't leave your continent. But Mexico is still our continent. So. Don't leave the country. Just stay in that chair. But Canada's okay. They're real friendly up there. That's true. Except for all the French people. I'm sorry. <laughs> French Canadian people. I'm so, they're very rude, DC. That stereotype precedes them. I'm kidding. They were perfectly uh, lovely people. The, <clears throat> the final question from last week. If you could have a choice of a perfectly fitting hat, what hat would you like to have? Um, so you could have any hat that fits you perfectly. What's your hat of choice? <clears throat> I said the, like, the newsboy cap sort of thing. Uh, Jeremy said a cowboy hat. Hmm. You want a top hat? You want a fedora? I mean, can I go with something out of the box like Cerebro or something like that? Is that a hat? Technically not, but (laughs) it's been so long since you've obstructed a question. I feel like we need to do it for nostalgia's sake. I would probably just be a baseball cap, but not like a real baseball cap, not any particular team. I have a hat that's really just all sort of like a silvery gray, and it's starting to wear through the brim, which makes me sad because I can't get a replacement of that same hat. And I just really like the material that it's made out of. So mm-hmm. that hat is the hat I would want. I already have it, and I would want it again. I know it's I not very imaginative, but I think you should get a Nextlander hat and advertise your podcast. Eh, pass. All right. I'm not much for wearing logos. That brings us to the questions from this week. And again, the hosts of Piece of Business podcast have us covered. We have emails from Glenn and Jeremy. Glenn's email is ambition achieved. Hi guys. It's been one of those weeks where I even forgot it was Wednesday till DC called for emails. 
So no question this week, just a big thanks for inviting Jeremy and myself onto the hollowed airwaves of DDT Wrestling. It was great, finally, after all these years of meeting DC face-to-face and looking forward to seeing Doc when we record episode 50 of Peace of Business. As much fun as it was, our pop job, I'm glad Doc is back this week, returning my Friday listening back to how it was, is, and always will be an earful of DC and Doc. Thanks. Glenn. Glenn is a lovely person. I'm glad he had a good time at the Eve show. I'm glad he behaved himself, although I'm sorry that the uh, post-show party was not the rollicking event you had hoped it would be. I'm sure you know all about that from listening to the Piece of Business podcast weekly on your podcast feed. Well, I I did hear that he was wondering if he was going to be in any sort of condition to, I think, interview performers after the fact. I don't know. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if that happened or not. Um, uh, I think it just, wound, from what I can remember, I think it wound up that the venue didn't make it easy for them to have a gathering afterwards. And so it, the gathering okay. wasn't, as, right. wasn't as good as he had hoped it would be. Uh, I must read this one, I believe, because it is intended for you. From Jeremy, Nature's Mechanism for Mass Murder is the title doc was listening to a podcast this afternoon with virologist vincent racconelli racconello racconello do you know who this is i do i've met him hey and boy howdy did he make some outrageous claims he claimed that there are more viruses in a liter of coastal seawater than there are people living on earth I he don't know if claimed, that's true, but there's definitely more viruses in the ocean than life forms on Earth. So it's might it could be a slight exaggeration, but it's it, it's based on some sort of truth. That one. He also claimed that the total mass of all viruses on Earth is a thousand times more than the mass of all elephants on Earth. I mean, I don't know how he's doing his math for this mass, but again. Uh, viruses are thought to be the most abundant thing on the planet. I, 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 I won't say life form because viruses, for the most part, aren't considered to be alive. Uh, they are acellular. They're not a cell, and life has to basically be a cell. Uh, we could argue about that all day. Plenty of scientists, philosophers do. Um, but but yeah, I mean, again, if he's exaggerating somewhat to prove a point, uh, um, you get it. There's a there's a kernel of truth in that statement. I don't know what the exact math is. What's more, this lunatic claimed that if you took all of Earth's viruses and laid them end to end, they would extend out 200 million light years. I have heard that as a similar number as well. So I, I don't know, again, the math of that. Um, but again, the point is, there's a lot of them. Hmm. Well, his, his first of all, going back to his email, first of all, that's all bullshit, right? Clearly not, according to Doc, although he's not claiming the same things that this other doctor No, is not claiming. claiming those exact things. Again, I don't know what the exact math checks out to. But the point is, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And secondly, why are there so many viruses? Enjoyed keeping your seat warm last week, but glad you're back. 
Why Glad are there to be so back. many viruses? Um, because, because. I mean, think about it. Like, if you have one productive infection in a person, like, that one person is going to shed more virus particles than there are people on this earth, probably. You know, it, you'll literally shed billions of virus particles over the course of an infection. Like, billions. I don't know what else to say. Like, there's just a lot of them. Um, there's just a lot of them. And, you know, I think a lot of that stuff about the oceans, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, those are all sorts of viruses that infect all sorts of different things. They're not all people viruses. Um, a lot of them are bacteriophages. So these are viruses that infect bacterial cells. They have absolutely no ability to harm uh, animals or humans, for that matter. Humans are an animal. When I say animals, I mean humans as well. Um, so... Yeah, like, I don't know if you know this, but like a lot of um, beef packing industry folk, um, like they'll take a side of beef and they will apply bacteriophage to the meat uh, that you will buy in your local Mega Mart. Um, it's just one way that they prevent bacterial growth on, again, the meat products that you're buying in the grocery store to make them last a little longer. Um, there are viruses freaking everywhere. Um, there's all sorts of different types of viruses. They're acellular, so they're very, very small. A virus is not like a bacteria or a eukaryotic cell. You know what I mean? They are very small. They're not a complete cell. So they're very simple, relatively speaking. All you need to be a virus is just a single piece of nucleic acid, DNA, RNA, and some sort of capsid, a, a protein coat surrounding it. That's all a virus is. And that's like if you if if a human cell, like if you thought about like a human cell being like the size of a football stadium, right? Um, you know, a a bacterial cell might be the size of uh, a Gatorade cooler, all right? And then a virus might be a marble. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very, very small. And that's probably still a very big virus, proportionally speaking. Um, yeah. So like they're just they're essentially they're very, very small. You can't see them with the naked eye, right? I mean, we've never we didn't see a virus until electron microscopy was invented in, you know, the nineteen hundreds, nineteen ten or whatever it was when the first virus was seen. So um they're incredibly small. Yeah, again, you need a beam of focused electrons to visualize them. Um, there's a lot of them. There is a lot. Mm. So the general consensus is that, well, as far as I have heard, is that humans are the most dominant species on Earth. Now, again, a virus is probably not a species, but would you it say is. that? Would you say that viruses as a whole are more dominant than humans just because of their sheer numbers? I mean, I guess I would ask you to define dominant and what that means, because um, clearly the uh, humans have probably done more to harness the environment and bend the earth to our will, um, you know, controlling at least local environments, which have had global consequences. Um, and certainly viruses, I don't think, are doing that. Um, but 
you know, they've evolved to infect pretty much anything else that lives. They're obligate intracellular parasites, which is to say they get inside, yo. And you know what I mean? Like, so they're definitely more numerous. They're definitely more numerous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And yeah, I mean, I would guess that because there's so many of them, the total mass is huge. You know, it probably does outweigh. He, I mean, this guy, Racanello, is just claiming all the elephants on Earth. When you think about it, there's not that many elephants. I was going to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's not that many. So I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Are there more viruses mass-wise than all other living things? Well, that I don't know. But yeah, maybe. But, you know, there's a lot of living things that are very small, too. There's lots of single-cell eukaryotic uh, things like protozoans, amoebas, or rotifers. Um, you know, those are those are technically life forms. Although they're alive, they're a living cell, so those count for its mass, and that must add up to something, also. So uh, again, I don't know. I don't know the full math on that, how it really checks out, but um, the overall point is more or less valid. There's a shit ton of these things. I did meet Vincent well, Racanello. I thought he was a dickhead. Just throwing it out there. Well, all right. There you go, Jeremy. Some questions answered for you uh, and a little bit of science to to wind down the show, which brings us, of course. Yeah. And actually, if I recall, Vincent Racanello, the podcast you must have been listening to, he, he does a virology podcast, and maybe that's the show you're listening to. I, I believe the reason why I met him is because he traveled to my university to interview my my mentor, my PI, when I was my pr- principal investigator. So the guy who was basically in charge of me when I was a graduate student. I believe he was interviewed for the podcast uh, back in the day. I think that's why I met him. Pretty sure. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. My PI had done some pretty seminal work with viruses. Um, he was pretty famous in the 70s. I won't say that fame has lasted, but um, the work he did at the time was a big deal. And I think that's what Racanello wanted to interview him about did you have to fawn all over your pi when he was in charge of you and like act no. like his work was amazing no he was a pretty reasonable guy except he was completely unreasonable but um but you know that's just that's just faculty in general what you're trying to be you're 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 pining to get to be as unreasonable as you want to be nah i'm always going to be more reasonable than those folks I treat my students like human beings. It's foolish of now, me, but I do. Now. Yeah, I guess. Give it time. We'll check, we'll check in in November and see how you feel on that score. Yeah, fair enough. I've been teaching uh, people for a long time, though, so I'm not anticipating that, that is to true. change. Well, Doc, I know that enjoyment is a funny word. It is. But <laughs> I, am, I'm, I am looking for something that you have been enjoying. I am asking, of course, for your piece of positivity. Um... I will give it to a film that I watched over the weekend. I think it was directed by David Sawyer. Um, is that the right name? I think so. Um, the name of the movie was The Green Knight. Let me look that up. Is that right? I should probably is that the look. new one? It's pretty new, yeah. With the guy from Slumdog Million there? Yeah, that's the one. David Lowry, Lowry, I was close. David Lowry was the director. Um, And yeah, so this is 
sort of it's like it's sort of like a mix between a historical middle age set film, almost like a period mm-hmm. piece, but it is also a fantasy adventure film. But it's shot very straightforward. Um, almost like what if this stuff were real? You know what I mean? And ostensibly, it's telling the story of Sir Gawain, which is one of the uh, right-hand men to King Arthur. Um, of course, you know, the legendary King Arthur, Excalibur, all of that. And uh, again, it, so it's based off of uh, the tale of Gawain and the Green Knight, with a, a famous sort of tester of men. And again, a beautifully shot, wonderful cinematography, Greatly acted. And the thing that I really liked about it is, while, yes, uh, uh, there is a sorceress in the film. Well, yes, King Arthur is the film. Guinevere's in the film. Excalibur's in the film. They don't really call any of them out. Like, I don't even know. Like, there's the king. There's the king, right? But I don't think they ever call him by name. I don't think they are ever, ever like Arthur or my king. Or, you know, I, don't, I don't think they ever mention who these people are. So you would have to be familiar with what you're watching to know any of that like if if you didn't read the description of the film i don't think you would know it was king arthur um if you again if you weren't familiar with the rest of the story um which was a very interesting way to go about it and again shot very much like almost like a a period piece very beautiful um i enjoyed it quite a bit i thought it was a very uh very good film two hours ten minutes a little long uh, but I enjoyed the whole time. So, yeah, I thought that was a, a very good film. Very good. Excellent. Four stars. You said you said film, and I just presumed it would be a, a horror movie. I presumed it would be Alligator. Uh, so, and yeah, and then I watched surprised. Alligator, um, a garbage film uh, from 1980, basically a big ripoff of Jaws uh, about an alligator who gets flushed down the to- baby alligator gets bought by a girl, brought home, flushed down the toilet uh, by her father, and then is in the sewers and eats uh, eats the disposed biological waste from this laboratory, which is basically dogs that have been injected with this hormone treatment, grows to monstrous size and terrorizes the city. I, I don't know if it's New York or, or what. Maybe it's New York City. Um, and there's a cop who's trying to track down this alligator and people don't believe him at first. And it's very much that Jaws thing of the mayor won't shut down the city and do the things that need to happen. And the movie is exactly what you think it is. It's a terrible B movie from 1980 with miniatures, some good miniatures, some bad miniatures. Um, But it's well acted. It treats itself seriously. And I mean, it was good. Like it was, it was better than I expected it to be. Better than most. You know what I mean? Uh, so again, four stars. Uh, uh, better than most. That's my criteria for four stars. So um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed Alligator quite a bit. How about you, DC? What are your pieces of? I was going to say your pieces of positivity, but I, that supposes you have more than one. It's okay to pick just one. You focus all of your love and positivity into a single entity. Well, I had mentioned Hades, uh, which is entertaining and enjoyable. Um, the other thing I guess I will pick, it's a relatively recent one. Um, we're gearing up for school. The students start tomorrow. We just started going back to work this week. 
And that is always a tiring time. And uh, we always are looking for ways to make life easier. And we are getting more and more willing to just throw money at the problem. And so for the first time ever, uh, we tried HelloFresh. Hmm. And, you know, I've heard it on many, many podcasts. And so last night around 8.45 p.m., which is a little late for a delivery, but that's not their fault. Uh, a box is dropped off at our door, and there are three meal kits inside. The The protein, the meat, come separately, and those, you know, get refrigerated. Then there's a, you know, paper bags kind of rolled up, and inside are all the ingredients you need for a meal. So today after work, I came home, I peeled a couple carrots, I chopped them up into, you know, the appropriate size pieces. I tweaked the recipe a bit because we were going to use an air fryer and not an oven. Okay, um, okay. Uh, and so I made a, you know, a, some chicken cutlets with a garlic Parmesan breadcrumb and some roasted air fried, uh, carrots and green beans also in a garlic and Parmesan. I put some Caesar dressing in that. That was part of the recipe. Uh, and it was darn good. And I don't know about you. I don't know how your family works. But one of the most contentious times of the day for my wife and I is when we're coming home and we're trying to figure out what to eat. And it's the, I don't know, when you pick something, well, and I start listing things and we, you know, and it will take us a while. And, you know, we don't meal plan. We don't do any of that. We will make stuff early in the week. Uh, and so the knowledge that I was just going to pick one of the recipes and try it. And by the time my wife got home, dinner was almost ready. And uh, yeah, that was very nice. And so we'll try the other two recipes probably the rest of this week. And if we like it, we will order again because it it came in handy. All right, hello fresh. How do you, how do you how do you decide what to eat? Is, does Mrs. Manson say we're having this tonight? And Mostly you've taking stuff taking she, stuff I mean, out she, of the she, freezer. She and, tries to get me involved, like before we go grocery shopping. Like she'll pick out recipes and send them to me, and be like, "What about this? What about this? What about this?" I try to get a plan for the week, you know, and honestly, no matter what she sends me, I'm just like, yeah, that's good. I'll eat that. I'll try anything once. Uh, I, I don't care. Like literally whatever she wants to make is fine with me. Yeah. But she just keeps asking and I'm just like, all right. I mean, okay. But yeah. Yeah. The problem is we'll, we'll make a plan and then we come home and you know, we're, we don't have the energy for that plan. It's so. common. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. HelloFresh, you know, so anybody out there uh, uh, happens to work for uh, any sort of agency that, that sells podcast ads, uh, this was a little taste. DC has given a, a positive personal uh, uh, experience, you know, w- with the product here. Uh, we could give these kinds of, of personal recommendations of products at any time. Should you want to do business with the DDT podcast, uh, contact us, podcast at ddtwrestling.com, and you too uh, can have access to our tens of listeners. Uh, next week, my piece of positivity will be uh, some picture frames that you can keep uploading the pictures, and the pictures will just automatically display. Because I hear that on all the po- a bunch of podcasts too. Uh, or better help online. Yeah, that's There's a something big one. that's stopping you from, you know. Preventing you from achieving your goals. That'll be, that'll be next week. Uh, 
Doc, a pleasure as always. I missed you last week. I was grateful you were able to take the time and and do what you needed to do. And if next week's busy, that's just fine. Uh, but it always is good to share an hour or so in your company. Do you have anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? Not really. I mean, they, uh, they know. They, I mean, they know. know. I guess I should tell them. If you want to have your thoughts read on the air? Send an <laughs> email to the podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to all of our episodes at ddtwrestling.com, ddtpod.com, or at your podcast repository of choice. And, you know, if you'd like to financially support us, patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling. We, we do appreciate it. We, we really appreciate it. If you like what you've heard, and how could you? Head over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling. Give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on and the podcast train a chug of luggage. Are you going to edit part of that out? Or you're no, just gonna, no, it's, just, just it's all going to stay. <laughs> all right. Uh, that was the correct answer. That is the correct answer. Uh, he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. When we hear from him again, hopefully we get a report on all out. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. When you hear from me again, I'll probably give you a report on, uh, you know, whatever the pay-per-view was in February of 2001. Um, How does one order an AEW pay-per-view if you don't have cable? I believe you go through Fight TV. All right. That must be an app that I can get. I will look into it. Because I have it. Okay. And then you could watch some old Ring of Honor for free, too. Pass. (laughs) Oh, enjoyment is a funny word. Until we meet again, my friends. Won't you be our bestie?